Hallelujah. Did you come to receive tonight? All right. So what happens when you come to receive? You go home with something, don't you? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got to kind of settle that, you know, come to receive. Praise God. We have on the midweek services and with at least my time with you, have been ministering on faith and um, hope you're not getting bored with it because uh, I don't think there's enough messages on faith. Praise the Lord. I think we need to be hearing all the messages on faith that we can hear, praise God. Uh, we're going to, um, uh, again, maybe just our key verse, verse or two here, we're going to do uh, Mark eleven twenty two. Of course, this is when um, Jesus, uh, after he cursed the fig tree and the boys are all walking back and they notice that the fig tree is already uh, dying and uh, dried by the roots and... Uh, so anyway, uh, they made a comment, and of course, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Amen. Everybody say, have faith in God. Now, the, uh, um, the word faith in itself, um, the Greek word pistis, which is going to be kind of a, it might be a, with where we want to kind of go today, this might kind of make, be worthy of at least giving an ear to this again, but uh, it means to have belief in. Uh, a lot of the synonyms to this, this word uh, means things like persuasion or conviction. So those are pretty key. Uh, reliance, dependence upon, to be assured of, uh, to be confident in, uh, or to have trust in. In fact, the Old Testament word for faith is going to be the word trust. Uh, that's the word mostly used in the Old Covenant. Um, but these are just some key words because of where we'll go today. Um, hopefully some of these might just kind of open up a little bit more, make a little bit more sense. The, uh, the Amplified in this, of course, a uh, adds to it constantly. Have faith in God constantly. Amen. And this has really kind of been the reason of this series is having a life of faith. Amen. And this, this ought to be the way we live. This ought to be our lifestyle. Amen. This isn't just something that when all of a sudden, all of a sudden trouble hits, now all of a sudden let's try to drum up some faith and, and go after whatever it is we're believing for. Amen. Although, if you're, in, you know, if you find yourself in that place, and it is, you better get some faith stern. Amen. But the idea is to live by faith. Amen. To live by it constantly. The message translation uh, brings it out. Uh, Jesus said, as a matter of fact, embrace this God life. Everybody say God life. I just liked how it said that. This God life. All right. Really embrace it. This is, this is what we do. We embrace this God life. So with that said, again, Hebrews chapter 10 we're going to spend a little time in Hebrews here in a minute, but uh, we'll, we'll read that verse again. Verse 38 of Hebrews 10, it says, Now the just shall live by faith. Okay, amen. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So we know that faith is not about drawing back. Faith is about moving forward. And it says, The just shall live by faith. That's you and me, the just. Amen. You've been justified based on what Jesus did. Amen. You have justification. Amen. The word, same word also used here, uh, depending on just how it's used in a sentence, but the word righteous or righteousness. The word says that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. So based on Christ, you've been brought into a place of rightness or right standing. Come on. Or just or justified. Amen. So that's talking about you. So it says the just is talking about you and me as believers. Now the just shall live. Now this word live here is zeo, not zoe, but zeo which means a way of life, conducting life, step by step, day by day, how we live things, how we do things, amen. The just shall live by faith, all right? So with that said, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live, amen, by 
persuasion. The, lo- the just shall live by a conviction. Are you with me? The just shall live uh, uh, by a reliance on God or a dependence on God. Amen. That's how we live. The just shall live assured in God, confident in God. The just shall live, amen, by trust and trusting in God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how we live. That's how we conduct life and live life, praise God. So with that said, uh, we're going to kind of, it's one of those messages, we're just going to see where it goes, amen. Uh, But we'll go down to chapter 11. Uh, Of course, uh, most of the time, chapter 11 is called the Hall of Faith, amen. So Arl talks about all our patriarchs of faith and all the things that they did uh, to, you know, what what determined, uh, you know, the actions they took, the things they did that determined that they, they were living by faith. They were trusting in God, believing God, a conviction in, of God. You know what I mean? All that. So, but by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. We see, see the story of this in Genesis 5. And was not found because God had taken him up. Amen. Uh, uh, for before he was taken, the word said that he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, how many want to please God? Amen. We're going to talk about a faith that pleases God. Amen. Uh, verse 6 now, remember, so just in context, talking about Enoch here, uh, that he pleased God. And it goes on to say, in a common text, uh, most of us at least have heard this many times, but without faith, right, it's what? Impossible to please him. For he who comes to God, amen, or draws near unto God, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, praise God. So without faith, Okay, it is impossible to please him. All right, so that's a pretty bold statement. How many know that? I mean, really, that's kind of a, a kind of a blunt statement. Uh, without faith, it's impossible. So let's, you know, we we look up things. That's kind of how we do things, right? So the word impossible here means unable, or not possible. Makes sense. Uh, means cannot do or Im- impotent. Okay, uh, which means uh, cannot produce. Okay, so if there is no uh, you know, without faith, so if there's, if there's no faith, then it's impossible to please Him. Are you hearing me? It's not going to produce, uh, uh, it's not going to be something that produces. It's not going to bring pleasure to God. The word here, please, um, is a word that means to gratify entirely. If you look it up in a uh, concordance, that's, that's the statement it's going to say, to gratify entirely. Uh, it refers to when you get like lexicons, it starts bringing out a little bit more, a little more in depth. It means to bring no satisfaction or brings no delight. Okay, a lot of times, you know, like, um, you know, brings no delight to one's heart. You know, it doesn't mean that God stops loving somebody. Uh, it doesn't mean that, he's, that you're no longer accepted. It just means it doesn't bring pleasure to him. If there's no faith, then it's impossible to bring pleasure to the heart of God. Are you with me? Okay, it's just, it's, it, you know, sometimes you just think on the, on the, on the basis of a parent, um, you know, a child may do something that doesn't bring pleasure to you, but doesn't, doesn't mean that you stop loving them or stop, you know, it doesn't mean that they're still not part of the family. Come on, right? It just, they just did something there that just brought no pleasure to you, right? Come on. And uh, so you got to kind of see it that way. Okay, so without faith, then, it's impossible to please him. Now, I'm going to get to some of this other... Um, Let's see what it say then. Uh, for those, uh, for he who comes to God, okay, in other words, draws near. It just means to approach or to visit, uh, to draw near, to come near. 
to visit with or to worship. So all that's going to fit into that. Um, so those who come or draw near to God must believe. He's trying to kind of show you what, how this works here. Must believe, amen, or have faith in that what? That He is, right? So if we're going to draw near, you know, part of faith, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have faith in God, then part of it is you're going to have to actually believe that He is. I mean, somebody say, well, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of dove, but it just means present. It means real. In fact, some translations even say, uh, have faith knowing that He is real, right? Come on. So that He's real, that He's living or alive. It refers to being approachable, uh, reachable, attainable, accessible. Did I say that word right? Accessible? I think that sounds right. All right. So, um, so those that come to God must believe that you can approach Him. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's worthy of meditating on for a minute because a lot of folks, you know, uh, because of maybe where they've been, what they've done, uh, maybe a mistake made, or maybe just maybe based on uh, maybe not knowing or understanding, maybe based on some ignorance or something, we don't know, you know, why would God want to even remotely talk with me or accept me or whatever, you know, uh, you know, whatever. But those who come to God must believe that He is, that He's approachable, that He's real, that He's live, living and, and alive, praise God. You know, uh, it's definitely a, a key thing. You know, uh, uh, verse 5 uh, brought out the fact that, that Enoch was taken up because he pleased God. But if you go back and you, you, you read about Enoch, there's, you know, half a dozen verses or whatever it is. It may not even be that many. And, um, and uh, talking about Enoch, and it said that this, the one thing that the reason that he pleased God was because, the word says that he walked with God. You know, it was a word I think I even used on Sunday, I think a little bit. I think I might have touched on that uh, because it just, uh, it just means, you know, to communicate with, to walk alongside, to fellowship with, to befriend, uh, to literally means to carry on small talk, to converse, okay? So Enoch just was so, he just... You know, talks with God all the time, man, walking with God. I think he said he even walked with God, talked with God like 300 years or something like that. It was, you know, a lot of years. And finally, God just says, you know what, I tell you what, you know, I keep coming down here and visit with you. Why don't you just come on up and hang out with me? Amen. Whatever. I mean, next thing you know, he's gone, right? I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, well, maybe we'll, someday we'll get, get to see the, you know, instant replay on that, see how that all went down or something. But, uh, but all we know is that he was there and now he ain't. You know, God just kind of took him up, you know. But it said that he had this testimony that he pleased God and because he walked and communed and fellowship with God. So that's good to know. So, so it says here that, uh, you know, without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. You know, you can, you can commune with God. You can fellowship with God. So when you start communicating with God and fellowship with God, uh, you know, that's, that's releasing faith. Amen. That's about releasing faith. Amen. And that's what brings pleasure to him, right? So for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Amen. Recompense, it uh, means to, um, let's see, what else here? Let me just give a couple other words. Uh, compensate, compensated to gratify, or gr a gratifier, it even uses one word, uh, but just means that he will reward, what's it say? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, the... Um, the message translation in this, 
Um, I think I might have gave you that one. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Uh, says it's impossible to please God, uh, I love this, apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe, I love this, must believe both that He exists and that He cares enough to respond to those who seek Him. That's pretty good, isn't it? You know, uh, I think it's uh, passion brings out something about He rewards uh, the faith. He rewards the faith of, you know, those who, you know, diligently seek Him, I think, or something like that. Rewards their faith. So in other words, uh, you know, brings that word faith in there again. But, but I kind of like how this message says it. He says you got to believe both, that He exists and that the fact that He's, he's actually going to respond back. Amen. Amen. That you're, you're going to connect with Him and He's going to connect with you. That's what this, that's what this is. And that's, that's what brings pleasure to God. Amen. Now, how do you want to please God? Yeah. I mean, this is how it starts, right? I mean, it's just communing and fellowshipping with God. Amen. And, and uh, you know, just like Enoch did. Amen. And so we connect with God. But I like how he says this now. It's impossible. This is the message translation again, verse 6. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. So if you're ever going to bring pleasure to the heart of God, all right, then somewhere along the line, faith is involved in it. Are you with me? So there's other things that the Scripture talks about that brings pleasure to God. But you could do all those things, but there is no, you know, in a sense, you know, if there is no faith connected to it, remember, it's, it's, it's impossible. Everybody say impossible. It's impossible. I mean, when God says it's impossible. I mean, you know, when we say there's nothing impossible with God, you know, there's nothing that we could come up with that God would say, oh, that's impossible. But he says, this is impossible. You bring no satisfaction to me if there ain't no faith involved. If you can't look at me and know that I'm the God that's there for you and know that I'll respond to you, he said, then that brings no pleasure to me. Are you with me? All right. So what I did with this one, um, this message today, is I kind of went through a few places that it talks about um, you know, pleasing the Father, all right? So I thought that was worthy of doing it. And then we're going to look at it on the, come, up, come at it from the angle of, of how faith's involved in it, all right? Does that sound like a winner? Yeah. I guess it wouldn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. So we're going to go to Romans 8. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Yes. All right, now here's a key verse. Romans 8, 8 says this. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Well, obviously we don't want to be in the flesh. Look at your neighbor and say, no flesh for you. Come on now. Amen. So, so let's back up now, okay, because obviously uh, in this context, he's talking about, you know, living according to the Spirit, and that's what brings pleasure to God, not by living in the flesh. Come on, or living by the flesh. It says here, in the flesh, all right? So let's back up to like verse 5 and take a look at this. These are obviously key verses we've looked at many times, especially talking about renewing our minds, setting our minds on the right things. And verse 5 says this. Whoop, let me get to it here with my mind. <clears throat> All right, Romans 8, 5 says this. For those who live according to the flesh, okay, or conduct life, their behavior, whatever, according to the flesh, why is that? Because the Word says they set, because they've set their minds on the things of the flesh. 
So in other words, wherever you set your mind, okay, so let's, uh, this is all key here. Um, so the word set the mind, just uh, phronio, okay, we get a lot of, a lot of uh, um, words that deal with, uh, you know, with that in the English language even, but phronio means, means to, the exercise or entertaining or the interest of the mind. In other words, to aim the mind, to set the affections, to set your interest, your, to entertain. So to set the mind, literally just what it says is literally to take your mind and set it, okay, you determine where you set your mind, right? Uh, Colossians 3 brings out, you know, set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. Well, because the challenge in life is to not conduct life every day. In other words, we live by faith, not by sight, right? The challenge is not to live every day by staying focused on everything in the natural realm because it'll hang you up. I said it'll hang you up. But what we have to do is, is by faith, come on now. Everybody say by faith. faith. Say here, by faith, set our mind on things above, things of the spirit. If we will set our minds on things of the spirit, pretty soon it begins to determine something. So you never, nobody ever lives beyond their most predominant thoughts. Whatever you're thinking, that's where you're living. That's a fact. If you're down here and you're just, you always see everything, that's where you live. All right, is anybody with me? And that's just a fact. Nobody gets beyond it, okay? If you, if you set your mind on things above, amen, you could have two people going through the same exact thing. One sets their mind on the circumstance. One sets their mind on things above. And I guarantee the one that sets their mind on things above, life's a whole lot different than the one that sets their mind on the circumstance. It's just a fact. All based on where they've set their mind. What they decide to focus on. Now, it takes faith. Woo! Now, get this, get this. It, it takes conviction. It takes conviction to, you know, hey, I refuse to think on that. My mind don't go there. I think on this. We're not denying the existence of what's going on, but we just refuse to set our mind on that. We set our mind on higher things. It takes a conviction to do that. It takes faith to do that. And when you purpose to just set your mind on things above because you have faith in God, come on, somebody, what is it? What does it do? It begins to bring pleasure to God. And all of a sudden, what you get out of it is you now start living according to the Spirit. Amen. Why? Because you've set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Are you seeing that? That's the benefit of it. But a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that living by the flesh brings no pleasure to Him. So what determines that? Where you set your mind. Where you set your mind. We all got messes going on all the way around us. We got things that are happening. We got stuff going on in our hometowns, in our families, in our nation. And oh, we got stuff we can, we got all kinds of junk we can set our mind on all day long. And it's going to determine your, you know, your attitude. It's going to determine, you know, your, you know, your responses. It's going to determine how you, how you react. It's going to determine how you, how you treat one another. It's going to determine all that kind of stuff just based on what you choose to meditate and think on. Or you can set your mind on things above regardless of the circumstances. 
And regardless of what's going on around us, we're living a different life. We're living according to the Spirit and according to the flesh, praise God, which then brings pleasure unto God. Well, why is that? It's because you, you by faith, made a decision, I'm going to set my mind. I'm going to trust God here. Amen. I ain't going to be focused on what the world's doing. I ain't going to be focused on that situation. I'm not going to be focused on that circumstance. Amen. I'm not moved by that thing. Amen. I'm going to set my mind. And all of a sudden, man, it just brings pleasure to God because you made a decision, amen, by faith, come on, to set your mind on the things you should set your mind on. Sometimes it's all it took. I mean, sometimes, you, sometimes it's a fight, isn't it? It's like, I'm going to set my mind on here. It's like, I'm going to set my mind on here. I'm going to set my mind on here. Somebody says, that's weird. No, it can be. But sometimes, man, you just got to, remember, you determine where you set your mind. Because if, if you ain't determining where you set your mind, it'll determine for you. Or at least somebody else will come along and help it. Anyway, that's a whole nother sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, you think about this. Um, I, it just is what kind of jumped at me earlier today. I was thinking about Peter and uh, his, uh, you know, he had that response to Jesus. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And whoo, Jesus, man, way to go, Peter. Woo! Pat on the back. Man, God revealed that to you. Peter's thinking pretty, yeah. Pretty good. God's talking to me. Yeah, I can hear from heaven. And a minute later, Jesus is saying all the stuff that's going to have to happen and he's going to die and on the third day be raised up. No, no, no. Wait a minute, Lord. I'm the guy that hears from heaven. <laughs> Remember that story? And he decided he was going to tell Jesus, you know, where he's missing it. <laughs> well, of course, he gets, uh, gets rebuked. He went from a praise to a rebuke in about, you know, 16 seconds flat. No, I don't know. I, we, nobody really knows the exact time frame in there, but, but the bottom line is he's one minute getting a pat on the back and the next minute getting rebuked. But he makes this comment to him. <clears throat> he says, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. So my point in that is this. It's amazing how fast your mind can go from here to here. So it takes some faith. It takes some conviction. Come on. It takes some assurance in God. It takes some trust to keep that mind set on things above. I refuse to go down there. I ain't going to know it. No, I'm not. Well, what are we going to do? How are we going to pray? My God's my provider. Oh, blah, 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 blah. My God's my provider. Arr, maybe. I'm staying locked on to you. It takes some faith to do that. Am I right? Now, you just think, "Ah, that's goofy, but God has pleasure in it. Because you made a decision, amen, that even though everything's going on around you, you made a decision to lock your attention on things above. Come on. Amen to that. Praise God. So just by doing that, you'd be amazed how much you're walking in. I spit all over myself. Anyway, amen. Just think about that. Every time you make a decision, set your mind on things above, it brings pleasure to the heart of God. Because you made a decision to put Him in front of the circumstance. Isn't that good? All right, so back to Romans 8. 
<clears throat> so for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the Spirit. So to be carnally minded, in other words, a mind that's always locked on natural things, is death. That's where it leads to, all right? But to be spiritually minded, right, leads to what? Life and peace. Now, how many could do use a little bit more of that? Now, this is just the benefits of setting your mind on things above, right? Because what? The carnal mind, in other words, a mind that's always locked on to natural things, it says literally is enmity against God or wars against God, all right? That just means like you, it's like you're fighting with God, even though in your heart you say, I would never fight with God. But see, when your mind is always trying to lock on to natural things, that's exactly what you're doing. He's trying to get you up here because there's all kinds of benefits because, I mean, if anything, this, I mean, sometimes we all kind of have our way of looking at things, but for me, I see it, uh, I, you know, one of those other kind of cool words in, the, in, you know, spiritual words, I kind of like this word realm, realms, there's realms, and, and there's a natural realm, and then there's a spiritual realm, and in the spiritual realm, there's no limits. The word, it's literally a realm of possibility. So every time you set your mind up there, one of the benefits of it is the fact that you're locking on to a realm of possibility. You get down here, it's a realm of limits. Everything's limited down here. So it's a realm of limits. So one of the keys, blessings of that, is to put your mind up there where it belongs. Why? Because down here you're warring with God. Because you're sitting here constantly meditating on limits. And God says, where I'm at, there's no limits. Nothing's impossible up there, right? Come on, right? So to be carnally minds, enmity or wars against God, but, and it says, for it is not even subject to the law of God, nor indeed can. In other words, God can't even leave. In fact, a brother just a few minutes ago for service had told me a praise report. And uh, what he had said was that um, without giving out, you know, some information, he was believing God about a financial thing. And so, you know, he's, he's looking at, you know, a bill that needs to be paid. And it was real easy to kind of look at that, and that thing maybe kind of want to overwhelm you. And he just knew in his heart, I'm casting the care of that on the Lord. So he cast the care of that on the Lord, and he just, he just started moving on with the rest of his day. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God gave him a word and said, you, basically, you have money that you know not of. And he told him what he needed to do, and he started digging and digging, and sure enough, God gave him an answer. But now listen, if he was down See, you now you see what to say? It's not even subject. I mean, God couldn't even, God can't even get through to you. God's like, I got answers. I got clarity. I got direction. Amen. I got provision. I've got whatever it is, right? But we're down here because I'm, but see, when you just set your mind up here, you, it's like all of a sudden now you give him a place. Now you can get through and talk and communicate with you. And the whole time, it's bringing pleasure to him because by faith you chose, amen, to set your mind on things above, on spiritual things rather than natural things. Can I hear a big amen? Isn't that good? That's good stuff, isn't it? 
Okay, a key verse in this, with this uh, Galatians 5, go ahead and put that up there. Galatians 5.25. Now, this whole thing's dealing with uh, the works of the flesh versus the, the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, really, it's, it's the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of the Spirit is really what it is because it's based on where you set your mind and what you meditate on. In this context, it says this, if we live in the Spirit, in other words, like what, what he said there in Romans, okay? Now, he's talking to the church at Galatians. He kind of says it kind of a little bit different, but he says, if you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit, all right? So, now listen, so walking in the Spirit, this word walk here, uh, in, in, in this particular word, it just refers to literally just um, to be in the same way with. In other words, the same, same road where we're walking along side by side, Amen. Conducting life, living life, but it says in the spirit. Now, what's the, what's the other word for spirit? Breath. Breath, right? Come on. So, in other words, you know, you're, he's able to breathe into you. So, you know, just kind of feed that into this whole thing. That's another thing that happens when you set your mind on things above. It's like you're giving him an opportunity to breathe into you. If you let him breathe into you, see, if, you can, if you're living every day conducting life with him breathing into you, then guess what? That's where you live. If you walk in the Spirit, that means he'll, you'll also see now you're going to live in the Spirit. Why? Because you made the decision to walk in the Spirit. Oh, anyway, I thought that's good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. In fact, uh, earlier in that chapter, you know, he talks about, uh, in fact, let me find it for you. He says, you know, if we live in the Spirit, we won't. You know, we won't live by the flesh. We won't live by, you know, carnal means anymore, right? What's he say? If, I, if we walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Well, somebody says, well, you know, I'm just, you just don't know. Some of the things, it's hard to get over that stuff. It's hard to get past that stuff. It's hard not to do those things. Listen, if you every day just purpose, set your mind on things above and let God breathe into you, let God show you things, let God speak into you, praise God, pretty soon you're not fulfilling all that mess anymore. Isn't that good? Amen. But it starts, listen, see, it is impossible, it is impossible to please God without faith. And as the message translated, apart from faith. So somewhere in this whole thing, see, faith's involved. See, even when you've made a decision, I'm not going to meditate, I'm going to put, what you just did is you just, by faith, made a God decision. And you think about it, man, that's why God gets pleasure out of that. Because you could have just hung out right here. God says, no, come on, hang out with me up here. And you made a decision to do that. Isn't that good? Look at your neighbor and say, let's live by, by the Spirit. Praise God. Spirit. Hallelujah. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, let's go to Colossians 1 now. Let's try that. Colossians 1. You doing okay tonight? Yeah. I'm not boring you tonight, am I? I guess it wouldn't matter. I keep going anyway. Hope I'm not boring you, though. I don't want to bore you. Colossians 1, now this is uh, one of the uh, prayers that Paul you know, wrote down here, prayer he's praying for the church at Colossae. And verse 9, he says this, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a good thing to pray for. Yeah. Amen. Verse 10, that you, still part of it here, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Here we go, fully what? pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And, of course, it goes on. But verse 10 is the key verse here for us today. Amen. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Okay, so what does that mean? Okay, so walking worthy of the Lord. 
all right? And then, of course, it starts bearing being fruitful and uh, increasing in insight and knowledge of, of your God. Amen. Um, so walking worthy, the same word walk there means to, you know, conduct life, be occupied with, to tread about. This means the same thing we talked about earlier, to conduct everyday living. Amen. To walk worthy. So what does worthy mean? Well, worthily, appropriately, that's probably a key word maybe, appropriately, um, to walk uh, one of the uh, definitions is to walk after a godly sort. Okay, in other words, in other words, in a godly way or a godly fashion. Okay, is what it means. Um, in a becoming manner is another one used. Agreeably, so to walk worthily, amen. Appropriately, becomingly, come on, be, or in a becoming manner, agreeably, or in, after a godly way. Uh, come on, right now. How I many know that's probably a good thing to do? Now, in some ways, we kind of already even touched on this because, uh, you know, the difference between walking in the flesh or walking in the Spirit is going to be based on this. Um, but, uh, you know, walking worthily, okay? So um, faith obviously must be attached to it. So I always look at this definitely in a way of um, when we think about faith, um, definitely conviction comes into, this, in, into play here. Um, persuasion is a big one. Um, so conviction, persuasion, um, assurance. So um, to walk appropriately in a godly fashion, uh, in a godly manner. How many? Come on, it's going to take it's going to take faith to do that. Okay, what happens when that person said that that they shouldn't have said, or they did that which they shouldn't have done? Um, what happens when, uh, you know, that thing happens? Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes what happens is it's real easy to behave a certain way. In fact, let's, let's look at a couple translations on this one, verse 10 here. It kind of says it for you almost, you know. Uh, let's see, yeah, verse 10 in the Passion. Uh, translation. It says, we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness, pleasing God in every good thing you do. So even just doing good. Uh, Jesus even called it really literally like the do-good seed, doing the good thing. Well, when is it a do-good seed? Well, when everything else wants you to do the bad thing and you made a decision, I'm doing the good thing. I just sowed a good a do-good seed, even though everything in my flesh wanted to do something else. Right? Now, I know maybe that stuff never happens to you guys, but it seems like it's a pretty much a daily thing for me. Something comes up and everything, you know, you want to you go down this road and you can't, or you want to, you know, we want to say it like this, you want to do it like this, you want to, and it's like, nope, can't go there. So what do you, I choose the good, to do the good thing. Come on, somebody. So then you'll become, then you'll become fruit-bearing branches. I like that, how they word it. Then you'll become, amen, fruit-bearing branches. Why? Because you're sowing the right thing, yielding to His life and, the, and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in His fullness. Praise God. I like that. Okay, let's try another translation. What do we got? What other one we got over there? Amplify. Okay. That you may walk, I like this, live and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord. 
fully pleasing to him and desireth to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God uh, with fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. Amen. So uh, we're seeing all kinds of benefits of doing this, but remember, it is impossible to please God apart from faith. So obviously faith has to be involved. And I think about, you know, just the times when everything in your flesh wants to go one way, and yet by faith you made a decision, I refuse to go there. And how that can bring pleasure to the heart of God, because you made a decision to do the right thing, regardless of what everything else was going on, or what it was trying to pull you to do another thing, or whatever. Amen? How about a couple of, I think I had some here, but I didn't think you had them back there, uh, Kathy, so... Let me see if I, um, the J.B. Phillips translation <clears throat> says it this way. We also pray, I like how he says it, that your outward lives, <laughs> which men will see, <laughs> that your outward lives, that men may see, which men see. Now, how many know, remember, your, your life is, you know, your life in God's personal, isn't it? We all have a personal walk with God. How many know it's never private? <laughs> right? I, mean, I don't care how you, you, you can say, no, my life. No, it ain't private because it's out there. You're the light. You're the salt. You're the difference maker. Everybody watches you, looks at you. Amen. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, it all gets seen. Now, the heart is that, you, that you're always going to do the right thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, I like how he says it. And we also pray that your outward lives, which men see, may bring credit to your master's name. Amen. And that you may bring joy to his heart. Amen. By bearing genuine Christian fruit in all that you do. And that your knowledge of God may grow yet deeper. Amen. That's pretty good. Amen. That's good, isn't it? That was the J.B. Phillips. The Ben Campbell Johnson uh, translation uh, says, so that your lifestyle will please God. That's a good way of saying it. Your lifestyle will please God. Your efforts in ministry will be productive. I like that. And your understanding of uh, who God is will continually enlarge. I like that. That's verse 10 again. The Weist translation uh, says it this way, so that you may order your behavior worthily of the Lord. Everybody say, order your behavior. See, that's where faith comes in, isn't it? you got to order your behavior. Now, you know, if you go back to the last one, if you, if you learn to just keep setting your mind on things above, it'll automatically fall suit. But, you, you know, there are times when things go on and you have to order. You have to order your conversation, Scripture even says. Right? You have to order your behavior. All right? Well, you know, everybody is upset about this. Well, if you go there, then you're going to act like everybody. Well, everybody's down with this. Well, if you, if you go there, then you're going to be down and you're going to act the same way they do, even though you got the greater one on the inside. Even though you got all of heaven's resources at your disposal, you made a decision to not order your conduct right, to... You made a decision to not sow the do-good seed. So in other words, there, wasn't, there really wasn't faith released 
Amen. And I, and I like this. You order your conversation. You order your conduct. Amen. You order your lifestyle. And in other words, by faith, I choose the higher road. And that's kind of a phrase we use, you know, at least in our household. Uh, a lot of times we'll, we'll say that with, you know, talking with each other or talking with people or counseling or even with our kids or something. We'd say, okay, even though that's all going on, choose the higher road. That's what you do. Well, it ain't fair. I don't think I found that in there where it says everything's fair. I just found that, that he's a just God. Come on, somebody. I know that. And so I know this, okay, if I just choose the higher road, do the right thing, order my conduct right, amen, praise God, come on. If I do that, praise God, now I give him place, all of heaven's resources are now at my disposal, and when everybody else is maybe going down the toilet, I could have probably found a different word there maybe. Let's see, if everybody else is going downstream, that works. I like the other one better, but anyway. So anyway, going downstream, you're still moving upstream, hey amen, because you made the decision to order your conduct right. Come on, somebody. Let's see, did I give you uh, one in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians? Kathy, if you could put that up there. Give that woman a hand clap. What a blessing. I like Kathy. She's a good girl. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound Excel more and more just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. <laughs> In other words, how you walk, how you do it, how you conduct yourself, amen. Just by taking the higher road is what brings pleasure to God. Why? Because you did it by faith. It does. It takes faith to do this. Whew. Now you think about faith, okay? Again, conviction. Persuasion, dependence, reliance, that'll work here too, doesn't it? Because I choose to depend on God instead of my emotions, my feelings, whatever, depending on what we're dealing with, because there could be all kinds of things involved here. I, I choose to trust in Him and not in how it, you know, how it looks. I walk by faith, not by sight, right? So... I choose the higher road. I choose to do the right thing. Amen. Amen. So it takes faith to do that. It does. And so just the thing I'm trying to really bring out with this whole thing is just by doing that, it just starts bringing pleasure to the heart of God because you made a decision to take the higher road. You made a decision to just trust Him enough to do the right thing. Trust Him enough to set your mind on the right thing. Trust Him enough to just, you know, conduct your, you know, or order your, con your conduct or your conversation just because that's what we do as Christians. That brings pleasure to the heart of God. That's good stuff. It made me happy. Good stuff, right? So I think about, you know, so many times when you just make a decision, Let's do the right thing here. And all of a sudden, it just pleases the heart of God. Amen. And so, man, you just made a way for God to move. Whew. Wow. And it might have just been a split decision. I mean, you might have just, you know, one minute gritting your teeth and 
going this way. And all of a sudden, amen, a word from God, or all of a sudden direction, or all of a sudden, praise God, he shows himself strong in one way or another, praise God. All of a sudden, he empowers you, amen? Amen. Good stuff, amen, good stuff. Okay, I had one more. I didn't know if we'd get to this one or not, but it looks like we got plenty of time to do it. So I want to go to Psalms, Psalms 35, 27, and 28. We're going to read this. Remember, we're talking about, you know, pleasing the Father. So it says here, verse 27, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, amen, or glorified, right? Who has what? Pleasure, right? Brings pleasure, right? Brings pleasure to him. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, that's a good thing. All right, well, we'll define that here in a minute. Let's bring verse uh, 28. And my tongue, because now this is key, and my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. All right. So how many know your mouth's got to be involved, obviously? Both these verses, the mouth is pretty key here. So let's go back to verse 27. And I'm just thinking of things that bring pleasure to God. Amen. So obviously, you can't bring pleasure to God without it being in faith. Faith has to be involved because you're never going to bring pleasure if it's apart from faith. There's no pleasure. So somewhere, faith's being released here. Okay, so let the Lord be magnified. This is what, you know, one of the key things that we've, we, and I've even done a message or two on this, where the Scripture, if you just say what the Word says to say and not say what He says not to say, just that alone. <laughs> if you just say what He tells you to say, okay, and not say what he tells you not to say. Because there's things in there he says, don't say. But yet you hear people say it all the time. And you're like, don't say that. Please, you know, say this. And see, it takes faith to do that because you're thinking, my prosperity. First, you gotta, you got to have faith to even believe that God wants you to prosper. And that'll rub 90% of the body across wrong right there. But you're going to have to, and it says you're supposed to say that. So to say that, I mean, in itself is saying, okay, I choose to say what you want me to say. There's all kinds of reasons for it when you start studying the power of the tongue. Amen. What are you going to set the stage for? What are you going to, amen. That's why we got to say certain things and not say other things. Come on. So what's this word prosperity mean? Okay. It means success. It means the welfare of one or well-being of one. It refers to everything from health, peace, favor, finance. Okay. It means successful progress. That's kind of a cool word. God wants you to successfully progress. Okay, now get this, and it defines that. Okay, it means to advance or gain in anything good. To advance or gain in anything good 
in everything that makes for man's highest good. So prosperity doesn't just deal with like money, which it involves, but it isn't just about money. It's about increasing and advancing and successing in all things. Amen. Gaining ground, growing, come on, all kinds of things. But God wants you to, amen, successfully, what's that word? Successfully progress in all things. All things good, I should say. Right? I mean, that's a good thing. Well, sometimes, you know, we, we'd rather say, well, that's just my old rotten luck. Nothing ever goes good for me. Wouldn't you know it about the time, you know, I start doing this, this is going to happen. I know it. Every time I start out moving in God, this stuff all goes wrong again. Well, the word, I can find you a verse that says don't ever say that. <laughs> but it does say, and it says, let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. In my successful progression in all things good, let him, amen, amen, be magnified who has pleasure in my success or my successful progress in all things good. Whew. Now, how many know it's going to take faith to do that? Because some days, it, some days I don't feel like I'm prospering. Some days it kind of almost feels like the opposite. Am I gaining ground? Well, if I talk to so-and-so, they'd let me know, yeah, we're not gaining ground. This person's really meant to be knowing that we're not gaining ground. If I look over here, it doesn't look like we're gaining any ground. So it takes faith. It takes trust. Right. It takes confidence to say, let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in my prosperity. Be magnified, Lord. Or somebody might look at you and go, you dumb something. Clearly look at it and say, that ain't happening. You say, that's what I'm supposed to say. That's what I'm supposed to say. So I'm going to say that. Come on. So it takes faith to do that. And every time you do that, listen, or any of the other verses that you find that he says, say this, come on. This one he literally says, say continually. Okay? Say continually. Now, when you, when you think of the word continually, does that just mean once? You think that even means twice? You think maybe it, mean, maybe it means maybe even daily? Maybe multiple times throughout the day. Well, I'd say, you know, depending on what we're going through, 
it may have to be every 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, if you're wanting to say the opposite. I'm just saying, see, now you stop and you think about that. See, it's impossible to please him apart from faith. So you're thinking, okay, this, if this brings pleasure, then obviously what you're doing is you're releasing faith because it takes faith to say it when everything in your, in your mind wants to go the other way. I'm progressing in God. I'm moving forward in God. God is, hallelujah, pleased that I'm moving forward in Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, it's better than saying, you know, I'm backing up or I ain't going anywhere. Well, sometimes it's tempted to say that, isn't it? I ain't going anywhere. Nothing ever works out for me. <sighs> Sometimes I wonder if God even knows I exist. Well, do you think that brings pleasure? <laughs> God's up there going, oh, I just feel so warm and fuzzy when you say those things. Huh? I mean, no, it brings no pleasure to him. But when you start saying, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in my success and in my progress. Hallelujah. And all things good. Praise God. Hallelujah. All things that are for man's own good. Praise God. I'm progressing forward. Hallelujah. That brings pleasure to God because it took faith for you to say that when everything in you might have wanted to say something different. And actually, if you say it enough, pretty soon it gets pretty simple and pretty easy. Next thing you know, you're doing it. You're feeling good, and all of a sudden, what happens now? The power of the tongue takes, right? All of a sudden, death and life sees in the power of the tongue. You start talking this, all of a sudden, life now starts manifesting. All of a sudden, you're given a place for God to move. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why is because it now gives him a place to do something for you. People say, well, God could have, he could have done that anytime he wanted to. He said, well, not with a mouth like yours. Somebody said, well, well, I, I'm believing God. Well, you know, you've got to remember that, uh, you know, your tongue gives you away. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And you've got to remember that, really, you've got more faith. You, you'll find out where your faith is by listening to your words. You police yourself a little bit. Now, I don't want to depress you. But if you listen to you, you just kind of listen as you talk, you're going to find out where you're at. You're going to locate yourself. And so that's why it's better to just say, okay, I'm going to say things like this. I'm going to say, amen, this instead. Amen. I'm moving forward in God. Amen. Lord, be magnified in a life that's moving forward in you. Be magnified. Amen. Hallelujah. In my success. Be magnified. Amen. In my progressing forward. Praise God. Be, be glorified. Be magnified. Amen. Praise God in this servant. Praise God who chooses to set his mind on things above. Hallelujah. Who chooses to do the right thing anyway. Hallelujah. To say the right thing anyway. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. That's how this thing works. Amen. Praise God. Well, did you get something? Yeah. Look at that. I could have had another one. I think this is good, though. It's all good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody say, by faith. By faith. 
That's how we live, isn't it? By faith. Amen. You know, every time you make a decision to do the right thing, amen, it brings pleasure to the heart of God. Amen. Praise God. So, you know, I think it's just worthy of doing it. Come on. Did you get something tonight? Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory once again. We are grateful for these principles, grateful for the insight today. Thank you for people that walk by faith and not by sight. People, Lord God, that, amen, choose to bring pleasure to your heart by walking by faith, living by faith, talking by faith, actions by faith, behavior by faith. Hallelujah. The do-good seed by faith. Father, I give praise and glory. Hallelujah. For a people with conviction. Hallelujah. Assurance, confidence in you, trust in you, reliance, dependence upon you. We give praise and glory for a people of faith. Hallelujah. Father, I give thanks today again that they had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.